see an animal skin. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do to you now. Fair the skin from your body. Slowly. Bit by bit. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. No, Mom! Eve was weak. No, Eve was weak. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? Yeah, that's our favorite sound. You know that already. Uh, welcome back to Little Hops of Horse Podcast. I'm John, your host as always. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. A little bonus episode for you guys today. Uh, no movie review. Um, just a little, um, you know, little episode to to show you what we're looking forward to this year in horror. Um, just like I just grabbed five movies that have you know caught my attention over the past couple weeks. Um, One's actually coming out very soon. Uh, if it hasn't already hit streaming services, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many uh, movies that slip under the radar uh, that you know, like last year I had no idea about Cobweb, uh, no idea about When Evil Lurks. Like I hadn't heard of any you know these movies at all. <clears throat> and uh, I, I guess it's just because horror movies don't have the same like marketing budget for whatever reason. It's still considered just so taboo unless. You know, it's something like the new Halloween franchise or, uh, you know, Saw, obviously, um, whatever Eli Roth does, um, you know, or, or, you know, The Exorcist uh, from last year. You know, some of these bigger titles, The Conjurings, things like that. Um, but other than that, I mean, a lot of these horror movies just like, you know, they kind of, well, again, slip under the radar and end up on streaming services. And that's where you find, in my opinion, you know, like the real hidden gems, uh, obviously, A24 has brought to light um, a lot of great movies over the past few years. You know, you had The Witch, uh, Hereditary, Talk to Me from last year, um, but so many cool movies, you know, and they're actually gaining a lot of momentum. I love A24 and just about everything they do. Um, and actually, one of their movies didn't even make my cut, but I, I might throw it in there as a little bonus for you guys. Um, yeah, so we're only going to do one beer today, nothing crazy. Uh, we're just doing Great Lakes Dortmunder Gold. Uh, it's a lager, 5.8%, and sitting at 3.56 on untapped. Again, these beers are just criminally underrated. They're so good. Um, Great Lakes has been a favorite of mine for a long time. They were, um, were one of the first craft beers I remember drinking um, back in like 2010, 2011, like, you know, when craft beer really started becoming a thing in Pittsburgh. Um, this was some of the stuff you can get your hands on and it was definitely better than what we had access to, you know, your, your basic macros. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, that's all we're drinking today. Nothing crazy. Um, uh, it's a, it's a solid beer. If you see it on a shelf, definitely worth a try. It's, um, I wish they sold cases of this in Pittsburgh cause I would definitely buy that, that, and like they're like other flagship, uh, Elliot Ness, which is like kind of an Amber, but like kind of bitter also. But um, Dortmunder is definitely their most approachable, in my opinion. I think it's really good. So let's take a sip, see what you want. I don't know what that word was. It just came out of my mouth. Uh, I think I went to say, see how we are and see where we are. And it came out, see what, what, what? Ah, man. So anyways, uh, let's get started. Uh, first movie. So I tried looking up on IMDb, like the synop- synopsis. I, dude, I've taken one sip of beer. One fucking sip, and I can't talk. Um I tried looking up the synopsis of, of these movies and some of them were releases from last year, uh, like their international releases or, you know, they're just hitting the American market now. Um, so some of them are technically 2023, but we're not going to see them until this year. 
Um, and our first one is Baghead. Um, that's the first one. And so synopsis is following the death of her estranged father, Peter Mullen, Iris Freya Allen <laughs> learns she has an in- inherited a rundown centuries old pub. So she gets a old fucking bar. She travels to Berlin to identify her father's body uh, and meet with the solicitor. Some guy doesn't matter to discuss the estate. Little does she know. When the deed is signed, she will become inextricably tied to an unspeakable entity that resides in the pub's basement, Baghead, a shape-shifting creature that can transform into the dead. Okay, um, interesting. So she gets a bar that she didn't know she was going to get. Uh, oh, by the way, like disclaimer, there's a little fucking weird-ass undead creature in the basement. Cool, uh, on, bar, uh, on board so far. 2000 in cash for two minutes with this creature is all it takes for desperate loved ones to ease their grief. Uh, Neil, some other guy, Jer- uh, Jeremy Irvine, never heard of that guy, um, who has lost his wife, is Iris's first customer. Like her father, Iris is tempted to exploit the creature's powers and help desperate people for a price. So, try to capitalize on some weird powers you're not quite sure you can handle. So there's some talk to me vibes here a little bit. We'll, we'll talk about it here in a minute. Um, but soon she just soon she discovers um, breaking the two minute rule can have terrifying consequences. So exactly like fucking uh, talk to me together with her best friend, Ruby Barker. Uh, her name's Katie in this Iris must battle to keep control of Baghead and figure out how to, des- uh, how to destroy her before she destroys them. Okay. So Baghead's a female. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, sounds a lot like talk to me. Uh, IMDB has it at 5.4 out of 10 right now. So doesn't sound as great as I was hoping. Um, but I mean, it, it's a cool concept. I mean, imagine, you know, you, you get a bar. It could be cool. It could be cool. But it does sound very similar to Talk to Me from last year, um, which I really enjoyed. I thought that was a pretty uh, a pretty cool thing. I love the way that they tied in, you know, social media being a thing and going viral with this, you know, this game, so to speak. And because um, that's society now, man. I mean, I'm, I'm not, old, you know, young by any means, but um I get the obsession with TikTok and going viral and things being so cool and current for like eight minutes before it's, you know, forgotten about and us boomers are, you know, taking over. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's hitting streaming services um, actually tomorrow. But by the time this releases, um, it should be available wherever. So I'm going to look it up real quick. I should have written this down. Um, I don't think it says uh, when it's going to be streaming. Oof. Oof. Wow. Okay. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 13%. Ouch. Okay. Maybe we're not looking forward to this anymore. <laughs> oh, um, oh, you can watch it on Amazon Prime right now. Cool. So it's already out. Uh, well, whatever. You know, we're still going to give it a try. There's so many movies out there that have like piss poor critic rating. And then that's why we always look at like the Google users, which is getting harder and harder to find on Google. Uh, but it's like people that actually watch the movie, right? Like just regular Joes, you and me, um, Joes or Josephines. Um, there we go. We don't want to uh, neglect the ladies of horror. Um, but, you know, just people that, that 
that aren't film critics that don't pick, you know, these, these things apart and everything like that. There's still so many good ones out there that, that are, they're shitty movies, right? By, uh, they're, they're not going to stack up against like the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not worth watching. You know what I mean? Uh, great grave encounters is actually one of those movies that has like such low ratings, uh, from the critics, but it's actually really, really great, um, for horror fans. And we're going to cover that later on, uh, onto the next movie. Now this one, I am very, very, very excited for I'm, I'm, pretty much excited for every single movie um on this list uh these next three in particular probably the ones i'm looking forward to the most and we kind of went in like chronological order of when they're going to be released uh so the next one is in violent in a violent nature or is it in a violent nature or in violent nature let's double check here in violent nature okay so there's no i just no it is in a violent nature okay um that's sitting at 8.3 out of 10 uh, on IMDb right now. Um, haven't seen anything for when it's streaming yet. Um, it's just, you know, they said it's probably going to hit shutter at some point this year. But um, the the synopsis for this um, is the horror movie tracks a ravenous zombie creature as it makes its way through a secluded forest. Um, so it doesn't give you a lot to, you know, go off of here. But I have seen... Uh, part of the trailer, but I try not to watch trailers, right? Because they usually review reveal like way, way, way too much, um, and it takes away from the movie. So if I think I'm going to enjoy it, you know, if I'm hooked in that first like minute or so, I shut it off because like that last minute, minute and a half of a trailer um, is really where they start putting some juicy content in there. So I try to just shut it off immediately. Um, but this is told from the killer's point of view, right? So kind of like a modern nod to Friday the Thirteenth, like the original. Um, and I'm looking forward to this. And from what I'm seeing so far, it's like very gory, uh, and like a pretty brutal film. So, um, also what was that maniac, uh, that Elijah Wood played in, uh, in the two thousands. I can't remember exactly what year I think it was like, Oh nine, Oh eight, somewhere in that area. But that was a point of view, um, you know, slasher film. So, uh, and that was done really well. We'll cover that later. God knows when, but at some point in the future, um, yeah, so, but I, I like unique movies like that. You know, it, it's so easy to get caught up in just like the same monotonous fucking, you know, I guess, outline for for a horror movie. And it's cool when people think outside the box. Um, and this includes this next one here. Um, so the next movie we're looking forward to is Stop Motion. Uh, and apparently this is a 2023 release that is just uh, now making its way over to um, the States. Uh, we'll be able to watch this later in the year. Synopsis, a stop-motion animator struggles to control her demons after the loss of her overbearing mother. Um, so that's it. Not a lot revealed there. Um, I have an appreciation for stop-motion films because it, it's so time-consuming and detail-oriented, and it takes forever. Um, my brother did one, a stop-motion film for his like senior project in college, like his senior film. Um, and it was based on part of his life but you know just watching what he had to do and how long it took him and it's just picture 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 it's hundreds of thousands or millions of pictures um all put together and you have to have the patience to like you know and and the uh what's the word i'm fucking looking for here uh coordination to like you know be you know, judicious on like making sure that everything is moved just enough. You don't go too far. So otherwise the guy doesn't have like a wacky arm in the middle of the fucking, <laughs> but just lining all that up and, and getting the lighting right when they're moving and on the shadows and all this other stuff. Like it's so time consuming. Uh, 
you have to respect the art. Um, and, and that one looks really cool. Uh, the trailer looks, looks really neat and, and kind of like some nightmare fuel in there. You, you'll see the, the one puppet and it looks very much like it is actually stop motion. Like they do use that in the film. So that is, that is intriguing. I'm going to take a sip of beer here. Ah, man. Yeah, these beers are great. Um, definitely, if you, if you get a chance to try some, any of these, any of these bigger regional breweries, like a Sierra Nevada, a Fat Tire, you know, anything really from Sam Adams. Uh, I mean, they're they're kind of national, but you get my point. Some of these bigger regional, uh, well, New Belgium is, I don't know why I said Fat Tire. God damn it. New Belgium makes Fat Tire. <laughs> fat Tire is not the brewery, but Fat Tire is a solid beer is what I'm saying. But any of these, you know, regional breweries that that put out like a, just a nice, you know, lager or, or crispy boy or something along those lines, uh, they're usually worth trying. So, uh, try them, I guess that's your PSA for the day. One more sip of beer and we'll talk about our next film. All right. So this is one I'm probably most looking forward to just because I'm a huge fan of the franchise terrifier three. It's coming out next year. Uh, I mean this year, I don't know why I said next year, uh, it's coming out I feel like October is is like next year, right? Because it's still so early in the year. It feels like next year, <laughs> uh, but it's not. So the end of October, time once again for one of my favorite directors to make some waves in Hollywood. Uh, there's no synopsis on this one. This is kind of one that I wrote. Uh, Damien Leone, the man behind the most graphic film to hit the, the big screen, maybe ever, is at it again, and he wants to up the ante. Imagine that. Art the Clown is reported to be even more demented and twisted in this next installment of the Terrifier franchise. And I'm not honestly sure what to expect here. They're reporting that Art is going to be even more depraved than he was in previous films, and I'm not even sure that's possible if you've seen the first two. Like, he really, really just crosses so many lines for so many people. But, you know, this does take place during Christmas. And there's rumors that uh well i guess not rumors there there are confirmed reports that he took this movie after the success of the first one right so a lot of big studios jumped on board said yeah man you know give us this fucking you know film we'll we'll take it and run with it and it'll be great and uh after he said what happens in the first five or ten minutes uh everybody kind of backed away but what's nice is he 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 was so successful with his vision right his his hype train that he built himself and and pushing to get the the nc-17 the unrated film it's the first one that hit major you know uh theaters nationwide and and i don't know you know how long and it was only supposed to be one day but then demand got so high it turned into one weekend then one week then one month and it turned into like a six-week thing that this movie just generated so much revenue for them and so much hype and you know they've been riding on you know a high for you know months now so i think he has enough you know money in his piggy bank and he knows that art himself is very marketable uh the idea of the terrifier franchise is very marketable and i think he's just gonna say fuck it i'm gonna do it myself then and i you know he might be funding out of pocket i don't know (laughs) but i'm very excited to see i love what leon does i love that he he pushes against the norm um you know he wants to do it his way if he wants to quote unquote, cross some lines and, and go against what big, you know, big Hollywood kind of sucks, right? Like 
let's let's talk about most of their flops you know real quick it's it's it feels like it's just like shitty marvel movies uh and shitty dc movies and and remakes and they just recycle the same actors you know over and over again it's like the rock and like kevin hart and you know it's just it feels like or or vin diesel there's or jason statham it's all these like shitty washed up action heroes or you know funny guys or whatever and nothing hits it's all these like low budget smaller budget independent films those are the ones that cut through or obviously like nolan you know you can't touch that guy when he's or you know uh you know barbie obviously you know was a groundbreaking film and uh i mean i i personally wasn't a huge fan but i mean all the accolades and everything. And my wife loved that. I know a lot of people that did, um, you know, you had Oppenheimer from Christopher Nolan earlier, you know, last year, but those are like exceptions to the rule, right? So like a lot of these other movies, they just, I feel like they all fall flat. And, and I know the numbers say otherwise, uh, but they don't hit the way they should. And I like that, you know, you have guys like, like Damien Leone, who's, who's not afraid to shake it up a little bit and kind of cause a little chaos. We're fans of you know agents of chaos and that's that's kind of what he is all right a little bit more beer and we'll finish up with these last two movies it's a bonus episode so it's not as long um again no plot i don't think from from either one of these um they just say plot under wraps so we're just going to kind of talk about what we think it might be about um quiet place day one so these movies are kind of tricky to me. Um, you know, you have the success of, of a quiet place, which was a great movie. Loved it. John Krasinski did a fucking great job. Um, I believe that was his directorial debut. Um, I believe anyway, it was definitely awesome. Uh, the second one I, I didn't like as much, but the first one was definitely cool. Uh, I love when you're not, they're not afraid to kill off a main character. Uh, sorry if you haven't seen that movie, a little bit of a spoiler alert. At least I didn't tell you who it was though, but I love when movies aren't afraid to do that, especially when it feels like it could be a franchise kind of thing. And that's what this is turning into is a franchise, but it almost, if you know, you're not even sure if, if they start killing off main characters in the first movie, you're you're almost kind of like relieved that it's not just going to get like the walking dead treatment or the Marvel treatment where it's getting like 40 or the conjuring. I don't even know why I'm not using that, you know, that, that whole universe is just getting beat and milked to death. Um, just let it die. Just stop. There's a TV show coming out still. There's another movie coming out of, you know, one of the Warren's files and, and everything. Just, just stop, stop guys. Just chill. All right. Less is more. Remember that. But, uh, it says day one for a quiet place. So I'm guessing it's the very early days of, you know, what life was like before. And we're going to find out the origin of these, you know, whatever these monsters are, these aliens, uh, and probably see the immediate fallout from, from all of that and how they've figured out that they had to be quiet. <laughs> so that'll be cool. I think it'll be, it'll be done well. Um, I mean, the first two, like I said, wasn't a huge fan of the second one, didn't hate it, but I uh, definitely liked the first one more. And I think that, you know, the third one will deliver as well. So next one and probably the last one. Actually, we'll sneak one more in here. Uh, Smile 2. So this was a polarizing film from 2022. A lot of people were hating on this movie. I mean, I loved the marketing for it. You know, the people smiling creepily in public events and getting the attention of the TV. You know, if it was at a baseball game, a football game, whatever it was, a parade, whatever the hell they were doing. I mean, I thought that was brilliant. But... 
Again, there's no plot that I could see on on IMDb, but I love this movie. I thought it was really, really well done. It was my favorite of 2022, um, up there with like Barbarian and Terrifier too. I haven't really dissected which one I've liked the most, but this one, I mean, I loved it. Maybe because I had moderate expectations because everyone said it's fucking sucked, but I thought this movie was terrifying and a great metaphor for trauma or you know, in depression and just carrying this stuff. And not dealing with it, not meeting it head on, you know, and just inevitably passing it on to uh, a loved one, a friend or whatever, because you don't deal with it. You know, the message behind it was uh, really significant. And I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought they executed it very well. There were some very, very unsettling scenes. There were some very creepy scenes of great jump scares. Just it was a creepy fucking movie. They did a really good job. Uh, and again, I thought they ended it well. I thought the the effects, everything they did was was pretty much perfect. You know, I I I really really enjoyed this movie. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they um, you know, uh, if I mean I'm sure they're not going to top it, but <clears throat> I'm sure it's going to be worth watching. So we'll sneak one more in here. There's like no information on this, but essentially. Uh, I mean, it's been getting a lot of press here for, for a while now because of who's, who's involved with it, uh, who's acting in it. Uh, and that's Nosferatu. It's coming out on Christmas later this year, directed by Robert Eggers. I mean, this guy is a fucking rock star in the, uh, in the horror community. You know, he's done the lighthouse, which I don't think is considered horror, but you know, he's done that. Obviously he did the witch. Um, he did the Northman, which we watched. That was kind of a trippy fucking movie. But he's a big name in in this in you know the A twenty four scene and just the movie scene in general. Uh, his cast for this looks insane. Um, obviously, you guys know that Bill Skarsgård is in it. You know he's I believe Nosferatu, um, and he was great in Barbarian. He's great in It. Uh, Willem Dafoe is in this, and that dude is amazing. One of the most underrated actors of our generation. I love him in everything that he's in. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is in it, that Nicholas Holt dude who's now in fucking every movie ever, uh, but he was in like Warm Bodies and, you know, a few of these other things. The guy that sounds like a garbage disposal from The Witch, you know, the dad, Ralph Innocent, um, he's got the deepest voice of any man on the planet. He's in it, so we won't be able to understand what he says the whole time. That'll be cool. But I'm just looking forward to, I'm, I, I've said it before, I'm a romantic for like old films. And the idea of these old films that kind of like got the creative juices for the next generation going, you know, like we would not be here if it wasn't for the mummy, the, you know, Frankenstein, Dracula, you know, the Wolfman, all of these like classic iconic characters, like they might be silly now and, you know, they're kind of made fun of, but once upon a time, this was scary stuff for people. And, and now, you know, here we are talking about art, the clown, you know, murdering a child on Christmas. So, you know, you have to start somewhere. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing, um, you know, Edgar's kind of creativity just unleashed on on this classic film. And it'll be over 100 years, I believe, since it was released. Um, so that'll be cool. But that about does it for the for the uh, bonus episode today. Um, if you guys hadn't heard of any of these movies, hopefully we gave you some ideas on things worth checking out this year. Obviously, there's there's plenty more that are coming out. Um, but those make the rounds, you know, everybody's going to be talking about those ones. So these ones are a little bit more, a little bit more under the radar. Uh, some of them are obviously not, but these are the ones we're looking forward to the most. And, um, 
yeah so hope you guys enjoyed and we will catch you on the next time have a good one cheers